Good evening, everyone. My name is Jess. I was born into a Christian home with both my parents actively ministering in church, and soon my dad went into full-time ministry. Church, Bible, and Jesus have always been a daily part of my upbringing. As I got older, I too started taking part in various ministries in church. But it was not until I started attending teens group when I was about 11 years old that I got convicted of my own helplessness and my own need for Jesus Christ to be my personal saviour. I remember being in my room alone after one teen service on a Sunday afternoon in 2005 and I knelt in my bed, asked the Lord Jesus to come into my heart and committed my life to Christ. Only a few months after that, something major hit my family which had us relocating to another island and our whole life was turned upside down. It was a really hard year for a preteen, but my new journey with the Lord became an anchor to my soul and I could see now how the Lord worked in those times, guarding my heart against anger and bitterness and also bringing me closer to Him and led me to start reading the Bible daily. More than a decade from then, I had been heavily involved in a false movement, learning and teaching others a lot of false doctrine, when gradually I started seeing the discrepancy between what I heard from the leaders and what the Bible teaches, and started seeking deeper into the book. It took a long time and great struggle to make the decision to stop compromising God's truth and find a church that stands strong upon his word. When Feb and I finally did, and eventually came to Metropolitan Baptist Church, many more things were opened up to me from the preaching of the Word, of the things that I was taught previously. One of the most important things was the assurance of salvation. Although I don't think I was explicitly taught I could lose my salvation, it was always emphasized that I needed to maintain the gift of salvation that I have received. But the words from 2 Timothy 1.12 that was sung in the hymn struck me. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Yes, of course he is able. That is a liberating truth for me. I am also now convinced that unlike in the days of the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit dwells in us and never leaves us believers. John 14, 16-17 says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. So I thank the Lord that he who has really given that gift has also given the Holy Spirit as a seal, and that he promises never to leave us, nor forsake us. I thank the Lord that he has also equipped us with what is necessary for us to, leave, to live pleasing to him. His holy word that we have is enough. Bible says, that which is perfect has come, and I can read it any time, and it is sufficient. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. I don't need to, nor should I pursue after spiritual leaders to ask, what does God say? Because the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
For these main fundamental truths and many more, I praise him for his leading hand and guidance in my life, even when I didn't realize it. And it is to identify with these doctrines that I am giving myself to be baptized today. The baptism itself does not purge or cleanse me in any way, but it is to paint a picture of what Christ has done for me. Dying on the cross was buried and rose again. I die with Christ to live free from sin, not free to sin.